It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here I am, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, April the 1st. And uh, Joe Biden has decided to lead from the center and the Democrats are going along. And that would be an April Fool's joke, you see. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that would be. I mean, that would that would not only be an April Fool's joke, but if it, would, it actually happened, it would be uh, the end of the world uh, because you just Democrats never make any sense. So anyway, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. This is the Newsmax Daily. I am Rob Carson. If you are ready to be informed, if you are ready to uh, be entertained and, and maybe even laugh, that's what we're going to do today. And we got special guest Marjorie Taylor Greene fighting the good fight as a representative in the U.S. House of Representatives. She is one tough cookie as well. She'll join us later in the show. But I don't know if you knew this. Yesterday, Joe Biden in uh, Pittsburgh unveiled uh, the uh, the New Deal. The Democrat Party, and they always do this. They always do this. They they go back to the past to dredge up something they think was successful. They think that the New Deal under FDR was a success and got us out of the uh uh, the depression. It did not. It prolonged the depression. It was a massive infrastructure program. Oh, it gave us the the Hoover Dam. Okay, and, and it gave the uh, the interstate highway system. No, actually, that came with Eisenhower. But anyway, uh, that's what it was there for. It was digging holes and filling them in. It was creating work, not jobs. And and for some odd reason, uh, the Democrats, because everything they've done since has, has failed, and even that was a failure. But everything the Democrats have ever proposed, the war on poverty, is always a failure. It's always a giant, fat thing that Major the German Shepherd owned by Joe Biden left in the Oval Office. Right there in the corner, just right over there. That's the Democrat agenda. Get a paper towel, will you? Can you come and clean up this? So anyway, Joe Biden yesterday appeared uh, introducing a $2.25 trillion infrastructure package. Only $157 billion on roads, bridges, and airports, by the way. The rest of it is on uh, hooey. On hooey. Like $174 billion to win the electric vehicle market. To win, I don't know what that means. But usually, three private enterprise, they build the cars and people decide they want to buy them. $80 billion to address Amtrak's repair backlog because it's another failed Democrat program. It's a joke. Amtrak has always been a joke uh, and it's always bleeding money. And somebody ought to just sell the damn thing and put Donald Trump in charge of it. $50 billion to create a new office at the Department of Commerce dedicated to monitoring domestic industrial capacity. Man, I'm glad we finally got that taken care of because we needed domestic monitoring of industrial capacity because sometimes that industrial capacity, it's just not monitored. <laughs> you, know, you can't have uh, non-monitored domestic industrial capacity because if it's not monitored, then you're just, it's, a, it's just a mess. $46 billion in uh, federal buying power. <laughs> what the hell? $46 billion investment in federal buying power. I guess that's maybe since our money is going to be worthless, it's made to make people believe like our money's actually worth something. 40 billion in investment to new dislocated workers program and training. They always do the training, but they always they here's it they always promise and they never deliver. That's why the Democrat party exists because they keep saying, they keep saying we're going to oh this time we're going to do infrastructure. We are going to get it done like Barack Obama 787 billion dollars in infrastructure and it wasn't shovel ready. We'll get to that in just a moment. 30 billion dollars over 4 years to create US jobs. Private industry creates jobs and prevents severe job losses caused by pandemics. <laughs> I think the only pandemic we've had is uh, the one that just, you know, that we just went through. $18 billion for the modernization of veterans affairs, hospitals and clinics. Donald Trump is already well underway with that. $10 billion investment enforcement to ensure employees who are providing workers with good jobs, including jobs with fair and equitable pay. 
safe and healthy workplaces. You see, we've already got all sorts of regulations for that nonsense. I'm not saying that's nonsense, but this in the bill is nonsense. $5 billion over eight years in support of evidence-based community violence prevention programs. <laughs> Again, let's look at Baltimore. Let's look at Chicago. Let's look at New York City. I mean, I can go on and on. Fail, 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 fail. That's the Democrat Party. They fail. They fail ad infinitum. This will fail as well. It's just ridiculous. Here is the president talking about this incredible new FDR-esque plan. And by the way, I think he was around when FDR was a president. Here's the president. Two years ago, I began my campaign here in Pittsburgh, saying I was running to rebuild the backbone of America. And today, I return as your president to lay out the vision of how I believe we do that. How do we do that, Joe? We all will do better when we all do well. It's time to build our economy from the bottom up and from the middle out, not the top down. That hadn't worked very well. How did you get to the top? You didn't build anything. You're already a millionaire, and your son got like a, a billion-dollar hedge fund in China and $10 million from China, and, uh, and you got 10% of it because you're the big guy. Here's a little bit more. In America, unlike anything we've seen or done, since we built the interstate highway system and the space race decades ago. This is progressive, going to the past. In fact, it's the largest American jobs investment since World War II. Again, take millions of jobs. World War II. Good paying jobs. Yeah. Grow the economy. Sure. Make us more competitive around the world. Promote <laughs> our national security interest and put us in a position to win the global competition with China. Yeah, we were already doing that under the Trump administration. And uh, he was doing a bang-up job, I might add. A bang-up job doing that. Here is, uh, let me see, uh, Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> this is funny. There will be no middle-class tax increase, apparently. So here's what I do. Okay. I start with one rule. No one. We say it again. No one making under $400,000. Now, this man is known for lying his entire career. It actually ended his 1987 uh, presidential campaign. So I guess after 47 years, he's finally starting to tell the truth. We'll see their federal taxes go up, period. Sure. Will uh, other stuff like uh, gas has gone up? I mean, it has, because literally when, when Donald Trump was president, it was $1.99 where I am, and now it's two seventy eight. This is not about penalizing. It's kind of a tax. I have nothing against millionaires and billionaires. I believe American... Immer- he loves Chinese billionaires. He has no problem with them whatsoever. American capitalism. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Right now, a middle-class couple, a firefighter and a teacher, with two kids... Making a combined salary of, say, 110, 120. There he is getting all folksy because, you know, he always brings that up, sitting around the kitchen table, paying bills, American people. Joe Biden hasn't sat around the table and paid bills in 50 years. He's never really had a job in the private sector, and he always tries that stuff. It's just, honestly, it's really, really annoying, and we also know that it is not true. All right? Oh, here is the president yesterday talking about COVID. Uh, he said they had uh, 4,000 deaths, but then he whipped out his card that he keeps in his pocket right next to the card that has, uh, uh, if lost, return to Jill Biden and call this number, and right next to that finger string that he has. People who break their necks every day for their family. Keeps that thing, thing on his finger like Uncle Billy from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Place in the country they love. I gotta let the dogs out again. The country... That, in fact, uh, which on the day I was elected was in extreme distress. 
with the virus on a deadly rampage that has now killed over 4,000, excuse me, 500 oh boy. I carry in my pocket Back every day. Card I here. have the list of examples. All I got right here next to this, uh, these uh, butterscotch uh, uh, disc candies here. Exactly how many. Pack of blackjack bubblegum here. Died. Yeah, there. 500. Where there's originals in there. Hold on. I can, oh, it's in here somewhere, the Bic lighter. How many have died? 547,296 Americans dead from the virus. There you go. So he had it in his uh, pocket. That's, that's what he keeps in his pocket. Oh, by the way, just real quick, the CDC just came out with numbers for uh, flu this year versus uh, last season before COVID. Uh, last COVID season, 740,000 people, up to 740,000 people hospitalized with the flu. Last flu season, 165. Not 165,000. <laughs> no, no, no. 165 people. Yeah. Yeah. It's all COVID. Okay. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who, uh, again, I, I played her yesterday on the show, and I don't usually like to play her stuff on my show because I lose IQ points when I hear her talk. And uh, yesterday it got pretty bad. Yesterday, I think, I don't remember it, but I remember yesterday, I think I did a math equation, and I said one plus one equals giraffe. So she was on with Rachel <laughs> Rachel Maddow. <laughs> Here's what she had to say about the uh, about the spending package. You know, I think that the vision that President Biden and the administration has laid out, you're right. Derp, derp, here it goes. It has surprised a lot of us in a positive way. And in the detail and the thought that's here. Guacamole is a vegetable. The scope of it um, is really encouraging, except <laughs> I think the how. That 2.2 trillion. My IQ is going down dramatically. 2.25 over eight. I better go register to be a Democrat. Years, I have serious concerns that it's not enough to realize the very inspiring vision that Biden. She's talking up, you know, when you're really smart. You talk up. Has advanced. And so I believe that those of us here. Um, <sighs> especially as progressives within the Democratic Party. Yes, of course. We know that there yeah. is so much more opportunity here. There and is. There is. There's more there. In order for us to realize this inspiring vision, yeah. we need to go way higher. Oh, yeah. And um, and that's what's going to help us actually deliver on this really promising and inspiring vision that the president has laid out today. That the Democrats have never, ever, ever, ever in their entire history delivered on. Honestly, are the roads ever fixed? Is infrastructure ever taken care of, right? Is is inner city housing, is it, is it ever fixed? Is public housing ever fixed? Is it? No, no, because once it's all fixed, you don't need Democrats anymore. Shh, don't tell anybody. Here she is talking about the only $40 billion going into public housing, which is a program that is largely supported by Democrats and is always absolute hellholes. They are absolute hellholes. You never go into public housing and go, man, oh man, I'd much rather live here than that designer trailer court over there. You choose the trailer court. I mean, any day of the week, double wide, you know, with the nice beanbag furniture and everything in there. Here she is talking about the $40 billion for public housing not being enough. And I think that some of these investments need to be greater. So, for example, uh, let's take public housing. Yeah. This plan, this mm -hmm. Build Back Better plan, yeah. it advocates for a total national investment of $40 billion in public housing nationwide. Sounds great, right? Except when you consider the fact that 
The New York City public housing system, which is run by Democrats, needs $40 billion alone. How is that possible? How does $40 billion, Do you know how many neighborhoods you could build? Do you know how many neighborhoods you could build with $40 billion? Did you realize that a Trump hotel can be built for like $60 million? This is unfreaking real. Just to get up to code. During the wintertime. You know the tiny houses on HGTV? You could get a styling tiny house, $25,000, and buy like a million of them. People are, run out of heat. They don't have hot water. They don't have electricity sometimes. Uh-oh, wait a minute now. Even though the Democrats have been in charge of this for like 60 years, she's going to find a way to blame on Republicans. There are holes in people's walls. The, the New York City Public Housing Authority needs $40 billion alone just so that its residents can live in dignified housing because they've been underinvested in and starved, frankly, by Republican Congresses. In the- no, no, not at all. Not, not at all. Barack Obama was the president for eight years. Joe Biden's in charge. Uh, B.S. B as in B, S as in S. Here she is talking about how she really, what they really need is $10 trillion because this is not enough. And again, she's talking about money that is not hers. She was literally surprised by a garbage disposal a few months ago. She didn't had no idea what a garbage disposal was. And she was amazed that lettuce grew in the ground. Seriously, this actually happened. Here she is. $10 trillion would probably do it, but she has no idea because she's talking out of her tiny little head. <laughs> you know, if we could wave a magic wand and there and the progressives in the House were able to name any number and get it through, um, which obviously isn't the case, but if we're looking at ideals and what we think is the actual investment that can create tens of millions of good union jobs. In the- Hold on a second. She's got to find the uh, figure. It's in a dark place. She's going to pull it out of something. This country that can shore up our health care, our infrastructure, our housing, mm-hmm. and doing it in a way that draws down our carbon emissions. Ah, uh, That's real important, even though we are actually beating the standards set by the Paris Climate Accord. And we're rejoining the Paris Climate Accord. Again, more nonsense. Help us get in line with the IPCC standards. We're talking about realistically uh, $10 trillion over 10 years. Yeah, $10 trillion. Uh, this is in a meeting with Republicans after she said that. That amount of money doesn't even exist. <laughs> That's like saying, I want a kajillion, bajillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, Republicans, I think uh, the several people are introducing a bill to uh, spend a million kajillion dollars on the new Green Deal and the new uh, Democrat uh, 1939, I should say 1929, progressive agenda. It's just honestly, is absolutely, uh, it's really remarkable. It is just r- really remarkable. Here's Barack Obama when he was a president back in about 2008, and he made all these promises and then $787 billion, which at the time was, you know, that was a major, major money, still is, not one damn dime. Not one dime went to any infrastructure project. They went to pay off unions that have bloated uh, pension plans and bloated uh, benefits plans and all of that stuff. That's all it was, and that's what most of this is going to be. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Anytime the Democrats open their mouths, you better have a shovel-ready is what he's trying to say. Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. <laughs> That's real funny. That's real funny. No, it wasn't funny, actually. wasn't funny at all. $787 billion down the toilette. Down the toilette. Oh, by the way, the left is eating the left. Barack Obama. Apparently in the Chicago suburb, there's a Chicago suburb up there, and uh, they're going to rename some, uh, apparently some Waukegan. 
Waukegan, Illinois. There's two schools that have offensive names. One of them's Thomas Jefferson Middle School. The other one is Daniel Webster Middle School. Jefferson, the third president, is being erased from the school because he owns slaves. Uh, Webster, a former Secretary of State and member of Congress, was apparently a supporter of uh, slavery. And also, didn't he have something to do with a dictionary or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, Barack Obama's name came up as possibly <laughs> Barack and Michelle Obama Elementary School. And apparently, Latino activists in the suburb were against renaming the local middle school after Barack Obama, who, you know, who to Democrats can walk on water. And here's why. Here's the here's the Latino activist uh, talking in the microphone. After various rounds of voting, I learned that the top three contenders for the new name were Barack and Michelle Obama as the first choice, John Lewis as the second choice, and Dolores Huerta and Cesar Chavez as the third choice. Today, I want to urge the school board to drop the names of Barack and Michelle Obama from consideration. Barack Obama's presidency was filled with hostility against the immigrant community. According to the Department of Homeland Security, the Obama administration deported a record number of 3,066,457 people. I think they ought to just start naming things not after people, but just out of stuff that, I don't know, everybody's going to find something to complain about, right? I mean, how about just call our school the cake school? We're the cake school. Don't even make it chocolate or don't even make it yellow cake. My wife likes yellow cake. Uh, don't even make, just call it cake. Call it cake. Just cake school. Don't do broccoli school because some people don't like it. And don't do peanut butter school because some people love it and some people are allergic. But something. And then, you know, all these words, you know, we have words that they're banning now. You can't say whatever words. There are a million words that start with N. There's only one N word. There's a million words that start with B, but there's only one B word, you know. Uh, maybe we'll just start talking to each other in a series of grunts, just like uh, 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 cake school. Uh, 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 uh. I think that's maybe we're going to have to do. I don't the know. largest amount of deportations under any sitting president. That's millions of families that were affected and separated, many of whom reside right here in Waukegan. The fear that many of my friends face of never seeing their parents again after coming home from school still resonates with me. Yeah, okay. Uh, he was born and raised in the United States, by the way. He was born and raised in the United States, and and he talks like this and this and also, you know, it's kind of funny how people do that. I and mean, my friend Chris Plant does a show and he's, he's like, whenever you look at the news and you'll see this, this guy is talking in perfect English, you know, just perfect American English. It's like live from Tagusagalpa. You know, they just automatically assume that it's like, uh, it's like if you're reporting, I'm Rob Carson reporting live from Paris. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of stupid. But uh, anyway, oh, uh, speaking of bad Spanish. Jill Biden, she was speaking in front of a, a crowd of at least 12 about, I guess, the uh, immigration. I just threw that in there, you know. Uh, but the immigration policy of George uh, Joe Biden would consist of eliminating everything that Donald Trump did and kicking down the door so you could uh, just sneak in and, and create a permanent underclass and upset the balance of power in the country uh, forever, which is what they're trying to do with H.R. 1 and Congress as well. That aside, here she is saying, si se puede. Now, si se puede. I think is yes, we can. But here she is butchering it. So say it with me. Si se puede. The future is ours. Thank you. So say it with me. Si se puede. Si se puede. I, I took four years of high school French and uh, four years of college French just because I tested out of it. I, I, I speak better Spanish than this. So say it with me. Uh, any Spanish speakers right now, what does she say, Padre? It's like, hey, show me your Padre and I'll show you mine. What the heck? So say it with me. Si se Padre. Not a very nice Padre you got there. So say it with me. Si 
Now, so if you uh, okay, me. thank you, Jill. She's a padre, whatever. Uh, here's a little bit more of her speech, and this will give you an idea why we haven't heard much from her as the first lady. Um, when you hear her voice, you're going to go, "Yeah, Jill probably. Um, it's probably a, a good thing that she's uh, not talking a lot." He believes that our work must be guided by justice and humanity. And, that- and no other administration has ever thought that their work should be guided by justice and humanity. This is, this is honestly, this is groundbreaking stuff. That's exactly the kind of immigration policy he's working to build. See your Padre. Let's go to Padre. One that treats children and families with dignity and creates fair pathways to citizenship. Wow, I'm just the voice. Including essential workers. And we're encouraged that with UFW's work, your work, the U.S. House of Representatives has already passed the Bipartisan Farm Workforce Modernization Act. Cesar Padre! Cesar Padre! I like, I'm a, a Padres fan. I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, by the way, the uh, President Biden is uh, very upset, you know, because of the Georgia voting law that makes things like having an ID necessary. You gotta have a an ID when you vote. You know, it's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. <sighs> and, and maybe these vote drop boxes might be rife for uh, vote stealing. And maybe, well, let's say what else? There's a bunch of different things that obviously, you know, are very bad and racist, but actually are just trying to keep people's votes their votes. And by the way, 70% of black people in America think it's fine to show an ID when you vote. Uh, that is called the soft bigotry of low expectations from leftist liberals. Here's uh, Joe Biden talking about the all-star game because, you know, they passed this uh, law he is all about keeping people boycotting. Yeah, boycotting. He said he would strongly support the MLB All-Star Game moving from Atlanta. And he says that 100% capacity at Texas Rangers games is a mistake. And you know, by the way, even though Texas stopped the mask mandate a couple weeks ago and the cases went down, he's, you know, he called them all Neanderthals. Here's the president on, on the All-Star Game. I think today's professional athletes are acting incredibly responsibly. I- and did you realize that today's professional athletes lost 70% of their audience because of being woke last season. I would strongly support them doing that. The very people who are victimized the most are the people who are the leaders in these in these various sports. Wait, 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 wait. The most victimized people are professional athletes. I got to hear that again. Victimized the most <laughs> are the people who are the leaders in these in these various sports. In their in their gated communities, uh, in their billion dollar contracts and and flying in private jets. <laughs> and it's just not wow. right. Wow. This is Jim Crow on steroids. Oh, Jim Crow. Yeah. Breaking tonight, Mr. Biden throwing his support behind the potential relocation out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, whatever. The, the victims, these the, the people in pro athletes are are victimized. That is just fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, yesterday, Ben Shapiro, um, he, he said something I thought was wonderful. He's taking a lot of heat for it. Now, I want you to think about this. People stand in line all the time. Okay. If, if you go to a concert, you're going to buy tickets. You're going to, you maybe you're going to stand in line. There are people who camp out at Best Buy the night before Christmas. They do it. And, and when they prepare for it, and if you think that you're going to, you know, maybe be in line a little while to vote. And honestly, if you can't prepare that, maybe you're going to get thirsty in line to vote that you can't have a bottle of water in your purse or just one along with you. 
you know, and that this whole thing about they're going to try and keep people from bringing water to people who are trying to vote and they're trying to uh, they're trying to you know hold people back from voting and everything. Here's what Ben Shapiro had to say about all this nonsense and all this talk about passing common sense reform when it comes to voting. Jim Crow explicitly created a separate system of law for black Americans and treated them as inferior. There's nothing in the law like that. That is, that's not only an overstatement, it's just an outright lie. But, says Jamel Hill, all of corporate America should resonate to the lie. The law imposes new voter identification requirements for absentee ballots. Well, clearly that's racist. I mean, you mean you have to show that you are who you say you are when you <laughs> vote absentee? If you can explain to me how that's racist, I'm willing to hear it. Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? It limits the use of ballot drop boxes. Oh, you mean like ballot drop boxes where people could just stuff the ballot box or take ballots out of the ballot box? Yeah. Hmm. It hands state officials more power over local elections. Even before the legislation passed, many voters of color in Georgia faced hours-long queues at the polls. By the way, voter suppression doesn't involve long lines. Any more than long lines at Disneyland are ride suppression. You know what voter suppression is? Voter suppression is where you don't get to vote. Making those waits even more arduous, the new law bans giving food and water to people in line to vote. That's not even true. It bans giving any gift to people in line when they are within 150 feet of the polling place. And that's what Democrats have been doing for years. They bust people into places like Cincinnati. I've been there. I've seen it. They load them up with gift cards. They feed them pizza in line. They give them bags of groceries, and they're all wearing Vote Democrat shirts. And then they give them these cards that literally show the ballot and which Democrats to vote for. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All right. Oh, by the way, the uh, the president of Delta Airlines has joined Coca-Cola in condemning the state's new election laws, which include the uh, voter ID. And uh, apparently the CEO of uh, Delta says it's all based on a lie, based on a lie. So what I'm going to suggest is that Delta Airlines immediately get rid of the ID requirement when you check your bags and get on the plane. That's what I think they need to do. Yeah, they need to do that. Need to just get rid of that ID. You just show up. You say, no, this is who I am. Uh, Let me on the plane. There you go. So a lot of great guests on Newsmax, some great shows. Rob Schmidt, Grant Stitchfield, among others. Chris Salcedo, I could go on and on. Um, You've got uh, Rob in the morning. He's absolutely spectacular. Rob Finnerty, he's a friend of mine, actually. But uh, Rob Schmidt yesterday had Doug Mastriano from uh, the state of Pennsylvania. He's a Pennsylvania state senator talking about, and we saw what happened in Philadelphia. And try to tell me that everything's on the up and up in Philadelphia. Dear God in heaven, we're not stupid. Here he is talking about uh, changing the voting laws in the state of Pennsylvania like Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of dealing with the, you know, the case at, at hand and, and the issues and the facts, just just yeah. call it, you know, a name, call it racist. We want to empower people so each person has an equal voice, one one legal vote per person. If somebody's dropping off a handful of ballots because there's not security or voting in someone else's name, that disenfranchises and maybe that's really racist. Or somebody shows up with a truck at a uh, convention center where voting took place in the middle of the night with truckloads of ballots, which have been seen on video. Instead, you know, the issues, there's so many issues here. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court stepped in, rewrote election law in, on September 17th. The Wolf administration, our governor, that they also changed election law on the 23rd of October and also the night before the election as yep. well, which yep. affected almost all the Republican counties. We want to restore people's faith and confidence in the election. And the way we do that, of course... By the way, the louder that Democrats caterwaul and the more they cry racism, the more you realize they're trying to cover up their own absolute corruption. Uh, the no excuse mail-in voting has to go because the Pennsylvania Supreme Court stripped away the few safeguards that were actually in place to ensure uh, 
little cheating. Uh, we want to make it hard to cheat and easy to vote. We're also looking at protecting poll watches. Rob, you remember in Philadelphia when the poll watches were kicked out and, and some guys were standing behind a line like 50 to 200 feet away with binoculars trying to watch ballots? Mm -hmm. yeah. right. So mm -hmm. I have to have legislation to uh, empower poll watchers and up the uh, ante a bit legally if, if they're deprived access because we need transparency. Yeah, we do need transparency. And if you're for a fair vote, you should be transparent. And the reason why Democrats are against these election and listen, they were not transparent when the they passed these laws in different states by state's attorney general, by fiat, by executive fiat, without the legislature. That wasn't transparent. All right? Here is uh, Rob Schmidt talking with Louis Gohmert, uh, Republican from Texas, about what to do on the border. Do exactly back what uh, President Trump had done. We And we would not stop building the walls where it's almost finished, almost complete. Just some gaps need to be finished. Finish that off. And you, you've you got to make clear to Mexico, we are putting tariffs back on you unless you help. This is all really good and nice, but Joe Biden and the Democrats are not going to do it until they are out of the majority. And we got to make it clear to these other countries. These people are coming back to your countries. And as we have seen, as we heard from people down on the border, President Biden has invited us. Over and over. That's what you hear. And I love our Texas uh, Republicans that went with us. They yeah. were not, uh, they wanted to get out on the border. I was telling them, you got to be out there at midnight, 1, 2 a.m. And they were. And, and it, they, it was amazing to people that had never been there before to have these people come walking out of some of the worst rugged terrain, scraped up from uh, the mesquite thorns and come right up to the car. They're just looking, where do we go? Now, by the way, Eleanor Goldberg of the Huffington Post wrote this in 2017. 80% of Central American women and girls are raped crossing the Mexico-United States border. 80% of women and girls crossing into the U.S. are raped during their journey. That's up from a previous estimate of 60%. This is according to the Huffington Post. What is that? permanent majority worth to the Democrat Party. What is it? Grant Stinchfield had a couple great guests on, including uh, Doug Schoen, a Democrat. Uh, he's actually a Democrat, and uh, he's a uh, commentary and uh, commentator, I should say. Um, Hillary Clinton is doing the same thing with, uh, you know, remember she called us deplorable. She did the podcast the other day, and, and she still feels that way about us, particularly when it comes to gun ownership. Here is Hillary Clinton and then Doug Schoen commenting on what she had to say. Unfortunately, at this time, the gun worshipers have a huge advantage because of the filibuster and because of their shameless... Gun worshipers? Wait, hold on a second. I've got to go get my votive candle and lay it before my AR-15 and light it. Exploitation of people's unwarranted fears. Well, that, of course, is Hillary Clinton on the podcast, Just Something About Her. Once again, calling all of us names. Yes, I'm a gun worshiper, I guess. If you mean the podcast is called Just Something About Her. <laughs> I love freedom and firearms and the Second Amendment. My question to you is... She's going down this deplorables road oh, again. Boy. Is this good for her? No. Uh, this is bad for her and bad for the country. Let's be clear. Right now, with the tragedy of the mass shootings, what I think we should be working for are common sense, bipartisan fixes, like background checks, but not, not attacking people who have a different view of the Second Amendment. 
The Second Amendment is enshrined in our Constitution. What we need now is action and bipartisan action, not hostile rhetoric. Now, by the way, uh, Doug Schoen is in favor of a uh, assault weapons ban, even though he couldn't tell you what a, an assault weapon is. Okay. Matt Gates is uh, being accused of apparently having a concubine, a 17-year-old underage uh, person, and being engaged in orgies. I don't know what the heck it is. It was from leaked uh, information from the New York Times, and God knows they've leaked a lot of information. I think they leaked a few things with regard to the uh, completely incorrect Russian collusion um, story. Anyway, so meanwhile, Bill Clinton's name was on the manifest of the Lolita Express, Jeffrey Epstein's plane, 26 times. But here is uh, Matt Gates responding to the attack on him now. Apparently, he is being extorted to the tune of $25 million, he and his family. And then uh, what Matt Whitaker has to say about that. Matt Whitaker, former acting AG. The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. That is totally false. The allegation, as I read it in the New York Times, is that I've traveled with some 17-year-old in some relationship. That is false, and records will bear that out to be false. Look. I'll reserve judgment, let the investigation play out. But yeah. right now, yeah. if I had to say it, I believe, Gates, long before I believe the New York Times. Who's leaking the allegations to the Times? Thank you. That's a criminal offense. Uh-oh. And these leakers... Kind of like leaking Donald Trump's tax records. ...need to be rooted out. Former acting U.S. Attorney General criminal. Matthew Whitaker is with us. So, look, I'm not going to ask you about Gates because who knows, right? It's a wild story. What I do want to ask you about is leaks. We saw them under President Trump coming from his own White House. We see them coming from the DOJ, from the FBI. What do you make of the leaks and how big a problem? I'm thinking Joe Biden occasionally has leaks, but he has something uh, he wears under his clothes. problem is it uh, in government today? It well, it's a huge problem, Grant, and I saw this firsthand when I was in the chair. And, you know, it's, it's really... I think it's a couple challenges. One is, as you point out, it's illegal, uh, you know, especially related to grand, open grand jury investigations and the evidence that's being uh, discovered through that. But it also, you know, these types of leaks and these selectively picking uh, the most salacious, unproven pieces of a story, uh, you know, it harms reputations. Um, and it also leads, I think, the American people to believe there's a two-tiered system of justice where only Republicans are, you know, gone after by the Department of Justice. And well, we already know that, you know, Democrats seem to get a free skate when we can, you know, point to several examples uh, where, you know, I mean, I know you had Hillary Clinton's story on earlier, but that's a prime example. Where oh, it's a prime example. Yeah, she had 36,000 uh, uh, emails on a private server. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Greg Kelly had Tom Cotton on. Senator Tom Cotton uh, on uh, the border. He went down to the border and he asked basically, where do, you, where do we stand? Where do things stand right now? Yeah, what's happening at the border right now, Greg, is called insanity. Mm -hmm. We have invited any minor or any parent or person purporting to be a parent with a minor to come to our border and they will get into our country. And all of the smugglers and all the traffickers know that and everyone throughout Latin America and really the world knows that. The Border Patrol said they had had more than four dozen nat countries nationals come to our country and are being admitted into this country. It's very simple how to stop this, to tell the entire world, do not leave your home, do not come to our country. The border is closed. If you come, we will send you home. And the first plane load 
of migrants that get sent back to Guatemala or Honduras or El Salvador will mean the rest of the migrants don't come. But Joe Biden is not willing to do that. He needlessly and mindlessly reversed the very effective policies of the Trump administration that had basically closed the border just because he wanted to be different than Donald Trump. And you see the crisis that we're- No, 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 Tom, you are wrong. He didn't do it because of Donald Trump. He's just continuing the policies of the Obama administration. All right. Here are the real reasons why they want open borders. Is there something deeper here? Is it not just to be different from Donald Trump, but you've heard that the globalists made they want the free labor and the Democrats want the votes. What about that? So I do think part of it is that Joe Biden just wanted to reverse everything Donald Trump did. But you're right, Greg, that there's some ideological elements to it. Many on the left simply don't believe in borders. They don't believe it is right or moral to have a border and to enforce the border. They also want to reward all of their corporate sponsors and corporate donors, since so much of corporate America now has gone hard left and thrown in with the woke Democrats with that cheap labor. They're gonna flood the markets with these migrants who get a notice to appear in court, which gives them legal status to work, or who are gonna go into the black market and work without legal status, which is gonna hurt wages for working class Americans. So you're right that there are ideological elements to it as well in which the Democrats- And it's also creating a permanent underclass that is dependent and votes Democrats. That's what it's really all about. Again, that's what it's all about. All right, guys, it's time for our guest section of the show today. Today, we are talking to a warrior for the Republican Party. She is tough as nails. She is a Republican congresswoman from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene. What's up with you, troublemaker? Oh, gosh. I'm happily, happily in Georgia. Yes. I'm not in Washington, D.C. in the swamp. So I'm oh. um, enjoying a little bit of break. It's nice to be home. Good for you. I want to ask you, because I'm a fan of yours. You're a rebel. You're going in there. You're trying to turn things around. And I'm going to tell you, you also, you may speak for the people of Georgia who, who voted you in, but you speak for a lot of Americans. I'm sure you know that. Uh, I think you speak for me because we're just sick and tired of this crap. And right now, the swamp feels like they have some sort of a mandate, although they do not have a mandate. And they're using the force of their majorities to cram things down our throat. Uh, how frustrating is that for you, uh, fighting this, knowing that the American people do not support? Nobody voted for boys being born boys and competing with girls. Nobody voted for that, Marjorie. What is going no. on? I don't know what's going on. It shocks me every single day. I, I tell you what, they are implementing a new form of government. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I can say it. It is a new form of government, and it's not the one that we know. And so they're putting in all their um, theories and policies that they have thought up in their high-level intelligent think tanks <laughs> that do not really fit in normal everyday life because what happens in these think tanks doesn't fit the common sense and the way the world really works. And so that's why we have crazy, insane legislation like the Equality Act being passed where <laughs> they destroy gender, declare gender to be whatever you want it to be, puts men and girls and women's sports, destroys religious freedoms and, and so on. And then you've got other things happening like the infrastructure, over $2 trillion in so-called infrastructure spending that's not about roads, bridges, and highways because less than 6% in this gigantic $2 trillion infrastructure bill, less than 6% actually goes to roads, bridges, and highways. It's all about the Green New Deal yeah. and raising taxes. Yeah. And so 
there's so many things happening with the Democrat Party. They're radically transforming America, which is what Barack Obama set out to do in yeah. his first eight years. Hillary Clinton was supposed to finish it off, but Trump won. Uh, and America was becoming to be great again, was made great again. And we yeah. put America first and the American people first for four years. But now we got Joe Biden in the White House, which is really the Obama regime all back in charge. It's the same people all over again with a new <clears throat> disgusting, woke, progressive twist to it. Yeah. And and so it's like sitting inside a room with the walls on fire and we're all supposed to pretend like we're fine. The only thing that's going to stop this is uh, the midterm and they want to try and stop the midterm with this HR1 nonsense, which is yeah. evil. It is just evil. And I'm going to tell right. you, they're kicking a pit bull and, and we are the pit bull and, and right. we're going to bite back. We are going to bite back. Nobody is voting for this. Nobody's voting for this no. nonsense. Even Democrats, like my dad, he died in 1994, but he was a Roosevelt Democrat. He would have looked this and he would have said, are you out of your nut? Nobody's voting yeah, for this. Yeah, that's right. Well, they're not the Democrat Party anymore. You see, it's a lie. They shouldn't call themselves Democrats because they're not being Democrats. Mm -hmm. They call themselves progressive, but <laughs> I, I don't know what progressive is. I know what communism is. Yeah. I know what socialism is. I know what a tyrannical controlling government is. That's what they're being. But the Democrats don't function that way. It's all about messaging. Yeah. And so they use words and names that sound friendly and make you feel good and warm and fuzzy. <laughs> well, and, and they hijack they hijack things. Um, the Democrat Party is red. But when Barack Obama was running for president, they claimed the, the color blue, blue states were Democrat. Now, the red states are Democrat. That's the way it is. And then this progressive BS, like they're forward thinking and progressive, but they're going back to Roosevelt's playbook. OK, they call it the Green New Deal. <laughs> I mean, right. come on, man. Green New Deal, which is really about destroying the oil and coal industry. Um, and then the rest of the country is going to be shoved into the nightmare that Texas went through with wind turbines that were frozen <laughs> and couldn't deliver electricity. And we have these real world situations just like that happening. But at the same time, you've got the Democrats. It's like the blind leading the blind. And they absolutely refuse to acknowledge uh truth it's just 50 years of faculty lounge bs it's the uh, what i like to call the wet dream of the class of 1968 it would never pass by a majority so they're jamming it down our throats and this is i'm going to tell you and what i like to use this analogy and that is that you remember when the titanic sailed well you don't remember it but joe biden does um but when the titanic when the titanic sailed what most people don't know is that in the belly of the ship uh, most of the coal bunkers were on fire and it weakened the structure of the ship which may have caused the sinking of the ship the SS Titanic set sail on the 20th of January, and we are yep. the fire. We, you and I, and, and people like us, we are the fire below, and we're not going to be put down. We're not going to be put down when we're taking off social media. We're not going to be put down when the mainstream media ignores the stories of corruption. We aren't. You are the fire. How do you keep that fire going? Because, I mean, you are facing withering criticism. You go from citizen to just being beaten every day and they, the room moved from committees and they, they just tried to kick you out of congress how do you greet the day and go i'm going to go back and fight some more <laughs> i do it because i'm one of the people and i'm not part of the swamp and i don't want to be and so you see i don't value their opinions i don't value the opinions of the people in the media and i don't value the opinions of the people that are in charge and the yeah. experts and the the elite class in Washington, D.C., because they truly feel that they are elite and they think they know better than all of you and all of us. They think they know better. And I'm not one of them. Good. And so it's it's you're able to do it. I'm able to do it because I don't care what they think. I don't care what the 
garbage news says about me because my friends and my family know that's not true. I know, and I saw a video of uh, some another uh, house member yelling at you while you were doing a, a video. How often does that sort of behavior happen, and what sort of reaction do you get from Democrats daily in the halls of Congress? Oh man, I should. I really should walk around with a body cam. That, <laughs> that, wow. we sh- I should do a reality show. <laughs> no, it'd be like a day in the life. Yeah, that was Cori Bush. I yeah. call her BLM Representative Cori Bush because yes. she led the mob through the crowd where the McCloskeys lived, and yeah. you know the the couple that had to stand their ground in their Lewis. home and their lives. Yep with their legally owned firearms and this woman, she's now a member of Congress, the one that led them through with a bullhorn. Well, we, I was walking through the hallway and happened to be doing a Facebook live. And I don't think she knew that. And I'm looking at my phone and my mask is pulled down on like at my chin and I'm talking and all of a sudden I didn't even know I passed her cause I'm doing this Facebook live. I hear from behind me the screaming voice at me wow. to put on put on your mask. And I was like, What? <laughs> like, hold on. And then I actually did put my mask up and I turn around, you know, and then we get in an argument in the hallway. I'm like, mind your own business. You know, tell your leader to quit bringing COVID positive members yeah. into the Capitol to vote. Because that's what she did. Nancy Pelosi brought COVID positive <laughs> nice. members of Congress in on January 3rd to vote for her so she could be speaker. Wow. And yet, yet then they want to yell at me about wearing a mask. I'm like, I don't think so, guys. I'm not the one COVID positive and I'm not the one in charge that brought people in here with COVID. Lucky I had it on video because she lied about me. Yeah. She said I attacked her, and then she she went and moved offices because she was down the hall from me. I didn't even know she was down the hall from me. So I was like, well, wow. So I guess if you tell lies, you get rewarded and try to get a better office. That's really what that was yeah. all about. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because nobody in the country, if you, just, if you back up and just look at that picture of the country, you look at what happened in 2016, you look at the last four years, and you look at the caravans versus the tens of people that would show up to Biden uh, rallies and nobody showing up to see Kamala. Nobody in America wanted a 47-year-old bureaucrat in the White House. Nobody wanted Chuck Schumer back in charge of the Senate. And certainly nobody wanted Nancy Pelosi back in charge of the House of Representatives. That is the absolute antithesis of where the American people are. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. It's, it's, right. it's, it's not what the American people voted for. Nope. Not what we voted for, not what we want. And shouldn't be happening. You know, they removed me off committees. Well, committees don't matter anyways because Republicans can't get anything done because the Democrats won't listen to Republicans. And so now I I say, well, you know what? I am a member of the Committee of the Whole, and that is Congress, and that's in there in the chamber. And I've declared myself the chairwoman, and I, I will sit in there and call as many roll call votes as I possibly can. I love it. Let's let's talk real quick about the, one of the most terrifying things that the Democrats are proposing the Biden administration. I've seen some of these uh, Democrats take offense. He seemed to be perfectly fine with a vaccine passport. Let's all get a vaccine passport. Are you yeah. out of your mind? Yeah, they're out of their mind. Exactly. You know, they don't want us to have IDs to vote. They, they don't want you to be able to show an ID to vote, but they want to force you to get a vaccine and then carry around proof of your vaccine shot yeah. so that you can travel, so that you can go to events, so that you can buy and sell in the marketplace. There you, go. you know, I jokingly referred to this as Biden's mark of the beast 
because it's like, boy, that sounds eerily familiar if anybody's read Revelations in the Bible. Yeah. But this is this is insanity. It's absolute insanity. They have no right to do that. This is a virus. Now, this is the part that nobody wants to talk about. 30 million people have survived COVID in America. Yes, over 500,000 people have died, and it's tragic, and it's sad, and we don't want anyone to die, but 30 million people have survived it. And we don't need a vaccine if we don't want one. It should be free will. It should be choice. That's what freedom is. And they can't force it on us. Now, I'm for the vaccine for anybody that wants to get one, but I'm not for the mandate. And so that's why we introduced, I introduced a bill today. It's the We Will Not Comply Act. And it is to ban, it will completely stop um, these insane vaccine passports and it will protect people. It also gives people the ability to sue if they are discriminated against because they refuse to wear a mask or refuse to get the vaccine. And that's very important because right now people are being trampled if they don't want to wear a mask and they don't want to get the vaccine. And it shouldn't be that way. And so that's why I introduced this legislation because- We don't need vaccine passports. We need freedom. Yes, and I'll also say that even the CDC director, uh, in her bipolar manner earlier this week, everything was doom and gloom. And then all of a sudden, no, no, if you get the COVID vaccine, you'll be perfectly fine. Well, here's the deal. If you got the COVID vaccine, why does it matter if I have had it or not? And why does it matter if I wear a freaking mask? It's none of your your damn business. (laughs) Well, you're (laughs) speaking too much common sense there, but that is the truth. That is the truth, yeah, and yeah. that's what we all need to keep saying, and we need to keep keep saying it louder and louder and louder, and we can't get tired of saying it. And, yes, yeah, so if the vaccine is so great and you want the vaccine, go get it and be happy, but don't attack and accuse and, and hate on other people that choose not to because it's okay. They can choose that, and, yep. and, then, and you're safe because you got the vaccine, and they're just fine because yeah. they're trusting their own natural immune system. Yeah. And that we got to get back to that. We've got to get back to a place in America where we have respect for one another, because I certainly respect people that want to get the vaccine and I want them to have it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to force them to, you know, I wouldn't force any rules on them. We need to we need to be able to say no to the vaccine. Just real quick, if you get a chance to get back in Georgia, if you get a chance to uh, talk to the uh, the guy who's the president of Delta Airlines, you might want to tell him since he thinks that showing an ID when you vote is so racist, that uh, when Delta people, when passengers check in, they shouldn't have to show ID when they get their tickets and check their bags. <laughs> exactly. If he thinks <laughs> it's racist to show ID to vote, then why do we have to show an ID to fly? <laughs> well, why should I wear a mask? That's racist to yes. make me wear a mask. Yes. <laughs> you know, this is mini Delta. They're ridiculous. You know what? Businesses need to focus on their customers yep. and focus on their business and get out of politics. Make the dang seats uh, wider than 18 inches wide because my shoulders are about 30 <laughs> inches wide. So I'm being discriminated against. They're sizest. They are sizest. You are. Yes. You are. <laughs> They're discriminating against against the width of your hips. There you go. My, my shoulders, yeah. my hips are a little thinner, thankfully. A uh, couple of more right. things here real quick. Um, who is your mentor? Who is your biggest supporter in Congress? Who took you under their wing? Who do you go to? Uh, your go-to for support or just um, advice? I joined the Freedom Caucus. Okay. That, that was the group that I joined. This is the most conservative group in of Republicans. They, they're bold. They stand up. They work against the swamp. I have their full support, and I absolutely love them. And you know what? There's many other great Republicans that aren't a member of the Freedom Caucus, but they're wonderful. So I 
it, the media lies. They try to make it out like I'm some kind of pariah and the Republican conference doesn't like me, oh, but no. that's not true. You are. There's you a, are. There's a lot of great people. You're a complete nut job. I mean, you are completely way out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> I read that in the news. I see. Oh God, Almighty! I see all this stuff. I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like, I don't think I'd ever want to run for office. They'll be coming up with all sorts of stuff about me. But one, one more thing. It's just nuts. I I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you. I don't know. You wake up every day and you look at the headlines and you go, what the hell? How do I address this? Because I told you, I don't care. There you go. I don't care. That's how you do it. And that's what we need more people to do. We need more people to put flip their middle finger to the New York Times and the CNN and the mainstream media. Because here's the deal. They're a business. Mm-hmm. They just want salacious headlines and yeah. clickbait garbage yeah. so they can <laughs> so they can publish, so they can sell ads yeah. and make money. And that's all it is. And when everybody wraps their head around that and, and says, I don't care what they say anymore. Yeah. I care about my country. I care about uh, being in $30 trillion in debt. I care about gender because there Thank is you. only male and female. Yes. And, and we got to stop this garbage. Then we're going to fix our country. What kind of heat did you take for putting up that sign outside of your office? Because my son, he's going to college, and he is he's being indoctrinated, and he was so, oh, she's, uh, she really hates trans people. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You know, I'm no. so tired of this. Not, there's not 57 genders. It's nonsense. And it tell me about nonsense. what happened when you did that. Okay, so they attacked me, yep. and they said that I attacked her child, the woman across the hall, who, by the way, I never met, never talked to, and hardly even knew she was over there yeah. until until I got the alert that she planted the trans flag. See, she did it first. Yep. She, you know, the video, she starts on my nameplate and then plants the trans flag. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I did, this wasn't anything about her child. I put a sign up that says there's only two genders, male and female. Trust the science, because guess what? There's only two sets of chromosomes, too. Yep. So it's not an opinion. It's actual science. Yep. Democrats love science. They can't get away from that. And the media claimed I attacked her child. Well, guess what? Her child is like 23 or 24 years old. That's an adult man. And so really, honestly, she voted for her adult male son Mm -hmm. to be able to go in my bathroom and to be able to go in my daughter's bathroom. So really who attacked who there? (laughs) And so that's, that's what I want to say. And then, you know, for anyone that, that thinks I was being mean and ugly, my sign never said anything about her child or her. It just stated the truth. And so Mm -hmm. that's not mean and ugly. The truth is not mean and ugly, but it might hurt your feelings if you refuse to believe the truth. My son's 21 and my daughter is uh, 15. And and what I told them when they were little was if you have a pee-pee, you're a boy. And if you have a nina, you're a girl. Uh, That used to be be common sense. (laughs) It's not right. Hey, one one more thing. Uh, One of the things I do, I I do uh, political satire and I wrote for Limbaugh for a bunch of years and uh, and all that stuff. But, But one thing I like to do is I like to cook. I've also got about 100 cooking videos on the web. I like to say, you know what, we can disagree on politics we won't disagree on ribs unless you're a vegan and if that's the case you have an eating disorder um <laughs> let me ask you this let me ask you this. Do, okay. do you have something you're famous for like when you when you're with your family your, the kids go oh mom got to make this or when you go over to your friend's house they say mark you got to bring this or do you just not cook at all um no i love to cook and Good. the most requested thing from my family that i make is a blueberry cobbler come on i make a really yeah, I make a great blueberry <laughs> cobbler. What's and mine? I make very good sweet tea, southern sweet tea with real sugar. Yep. It's delicious. I do appreciate you joining me today. It's been a real joy talking to you. I'm just so happy that you are so strong. And when I hear 
uh, you just fighting the fight and getting up every day. And it's like, thank you, sir. I'll take another instead of backing away yeah. and slinking away. I, I love it. I love it. Stay strong and keep the fire burning. That's all I got to say. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Two more stories here real quick before we go. One of them, I think, is just so uh, unbelievable, and it's gone over everybody's heads. You know, they're talking about reparations for black Americans, and it's uh, nonsense, by the way. It's absolute nonsense. Uh, look at what all the government checks have done for society uh, so far. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's some sort of payback, even though, you know, my generation, we grew up colorblind, and then all of a sudden it became 1968 and 1863 all over again. Nonsense. It's about covering the failures of the Democrat Party. It's about saying, here's another check. Forget about the fact that every time an election comes around, we ask you to vote. We beg you. We love up you. We make promises. And then a day after the election, we leave some money on the dresser and walk right out. That's what Democrats do ladies and gentlemen, but this is just spectacular. Evanston, Illinois, which is lovely, never, um, decided that they're going to pay for reparations. And it's going to be $10 million being paid out. How are they going to fund reparations for black people? This is, are you ready for this? Because this is like, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. They're going to, <laughs> they're going to tax Legal pot sales. Evanston, <laughs> Illinois, will be the first oh, U.S. city to man. use revenue from marijuana sales oh. to fund a reparations program to make amends for past oh. racist housing practices. Oh. This initiative that's coming out of Evanston will set the precedent that America can, if it has the will, engage in justice for long- Blaze up for reparations. Overdue crimes committed against people in this country. Snoop Dogg is like, that is the kind of revenue I can get behind. Cam Howard, national male co-chair of the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations, said to Newsweek. Planning for the reparations yeah. program began in June 2019. And you know, honestly, if you're talking about uh, giving black people reparations, I think the most obvious thing is to tax pot sales. I, I mean, honestly, uh, and I'm just saying from an outsider looking, that just looks really racist. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't even, I, if they were going to pay uh, reparations to white people, you'd be like a tax on um uh, Denny's. You know, I don't know. You know, just a really white thing. You know, think about all the cliches that we hear about different races. If you could tax the most obvious cliche about different races, that's how insulting this is. Okay, the, honestly, to immediately say we're going to pay for reparations, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to take all the uh, revenue from pot sales. Pot sales. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And finally, uh, critical race theory being taught in uh, in uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, and around the country. And it's being rejected by many. This is what I consider to be a very heartbreaking exchange of a Virginia high school teacher appearing on a Zoom call, berating a student of color. It's a black kid, okay? And, and this is insulting and just awful. Because my son, when he was growing up, he was, he was at a school that was 10% um, white. And his friends were of color, and nobody gave a dang. Nobody cared about color at all. And this teacher, they put up this slide. It shows two girls, one redheaded white girl and the other one a black girl. Now, what you don't know about this picture is this literally, I've seen this picture. They are genetic twins. Uh, father was a Jamaican and mother was a white woman. And one of them came out black and one of them came out white. They're twins. But this is what this teacher tried to force this kid. This kid does not see race, does not see a color he doesn't care. But listen to this, this, this teacher bully this kid. The, the story behind this picture, um, I'd rather hold on to that. Just tell me, tell me what, what this seems to be a picture of. It's just two people chilling. He says it's just two people chilling. Right. 
just two people. That's nothing more to this picture. Nah, not really. Just two people chilling. Are you sure there's not anything about this picture? Listen to this teacher. I don't believe that you believe that. Um, I don't believe that you look at this as just two people. Um, I don't think truly you can is look just at two this people, as though, people. Is it not? Yeah, but I think you're being. I think you're being. Um, I think you're being intentionally coy about what this is a picture of. What do you need to immediately assume color? Are you out of your mind? This is brainwashing. This teacher needs to be drummed out of education. What am I being coy about? It's two people standing back to back in a picture. Yeah, and that's all you see is two people. Unreal. I, I'm, I'm confused on what you would like me to, to speak on in that sense. And it is what the teacher wants the guy to say. I don't know why you do this. Um, I'm not trying to call you out, but you, 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 know, you come out off of mute to talk about what this is a picture of, and you act as if, as if, you know, there's nothing noticeable about this apart from the fact that two people. Well, I'm confused. Are you trying to get me to say that there are two different races in this picture? Yes, is that I what you want me to, to say? Oh. Well, at the end of the day, wouldn't that just wow. be feeding into the problem of looking at race instead of just acknowledging them as two normal people? This kid is smarter than that teacher will ever be. Let's hear that again. Races in this picture? Yes, is that I what you want me to say? Well, at the end of the day, wouldn't that just be feeding into the problem of looking at race instead of just acknowledging them as two normal people? No, it's not because you you can't not look at you can't like, you can't look at the people and not acknowledge that there are racial differences, right? Who cares? But if we're going for let's say if we're looking for equality within all this, then why would we need to point out things such as that? Because those things, those differences, are real things. Wow! God bless that kid for showing more wisdom than that teacher will ever see. In his life, and that teacher clearly is a guilty white liberal. And for him to do that to a kid of color, wow, just wow. I don't even know what to say. Here's what I will say. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for joining me. This is, of course, the uh, the Newsmax Daily. My name is Rob Carson. If you would like to download the Newsmax app, I would suggest you do so because five million of you have already done it since November. Uh, and then also, if you just have any questions about programming, you want to watch Newsmax programming, find out what time shows are airing, just go to NewsmaxTV.com. And if you want to watch my show, which is a conservative kind of daily show, yeah, yeah, uh, conservatives can be funny, I know, crazy, right? Uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com, NewsmaxTV.com, check out Rob Carson's What in the World. And in the meantime, have a glorious day. God bless you guys, and I will see you tomorrow, and you will hear me too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.